Welcome to the Redefine Your Career Journey podcast, where we help career-minded professionals like you become the CEO of your career. I'm Laura Bayshore, and I'm here with my co-host, Mary Jane Brandt. Together, we have over 25 years of experience in career development and coaching. We're thrilled to share our insights and expertise with you on this podcast. So grab your favorite cup of coffee, tune in, and let's start the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Futurescape, the podcast that delves into what tomorrow... Mary, did you use AI to help shape this script? What is going on here? Welcome to the Redefine Your Career Journey podcast. What are we talking about today? (laughs) Well, I might have used AI to help do the outline for this script because today we're focusing on a topic that many of you have on your minds. It's about automation and the future of jobs. So yes, that intro was written by ChatGPT, Laura. Um, And we're gonna dive into some of the different tools that I use, maybe you use, and talk about how automation is really shaping the future of jobs. And do you need to be scared? Is it time to look for a new job or do you just need to learn some AI tools? Exactly. Are we talking Terminator here or are we talking about a way of utilizing this to our advantage? So as technology barrels forward towards us, you know, we are transforming at a rapid pace and you hear everybody talking about AI in the workforce and in the industries. So let's explore what that means for skills that we'll need in the coming years. Um, So I have a question for the audience to our listeners. Are you using AI yet? Actually, I'm going to answer that for you because if you have Alexa, Google Voice, or Siri, that's AI. So you probably don't even realize, but we've already been using AI in our homes. But my question is, are you using AI in your career or your business? That's a great way to start things off. So let's talk about some stats and see what's going on. So according to the World Economic Forum, by 2025, 50% of employees will require reskilling due to the rising adoption of technology. And if that's not enough for you, another stat that we pulled from McKinsey Global Institute predicts that up to 375 million workers may need to change their job roles by 2023 due to automation. So 2030. I do, oh, because it is 2023, 2030, 2030. Sorry, sorry. And this episode That's, of the of the podcast is not being recorded by AI. And there's your proof. <laughs> this is happening. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to add in here is, you know, in my business, I use Grammarly and I have been using Grammarly for years. Uh, And that's a form of AI and a tool that I use to aid in what I'm doing with my writing because we all need double checks. So don't let these statistics overshadow you. It just means that the way that you work is going to change a little bit. So the last thing we'll throw out on a positive note is that, again, from the World Economic Forum, believes that while 85% of believes that while 85% million jobs might be displaced, 97 million new roles could emerge aligning better 
with evolving division of labor between humans and machines. So think about taking your time back. Yeah. Well, Laura, it's just like when computers first came on, right? When we all were like, oh my God, computers are going to take our jobs. Well, they didn't. They just enhanced our jobs. Now, granted, you had to learn how to use them, but just like with all new technology, I think everyone tends to freak out and say it's going to take our jobs. It's going to displace workers. And in a sense, it might displace some workers that aren't open to learning something new. But I mean, can you imagine your life without your laptop or without your cell phone? Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I couldn't. I know um, I used to be more anti-technology, which is really funny because here we are doing a podcast and we're doing it also video. But um, And virtually, we're not in the same city. You're in San Diego and I'm in Surprise, Arizona. And yet we are able to come together and create, produce, and market a podcast. So that's using technology in a responsible way, because that's one of the fear of AI, but using it responsibly and using it to grow our businesses and to reach more people. Yeah, and to collaborate with another partner who maybe isn't in the same location. Right. So those numbers are really powerful numbers that you shared with us, Laura. And it indicates not just a job loss, but a dynamic shift in the nature of jobs. And like we were just talking about, computers did this as well. You know, they were going to take over the world and we were all going to be out of jobs and computers were going to take over everything. Well, now we're talking about AI robots taking over everything. You know, AI is just one of those platform technologies like the internet or email that will continue to permeate many things that we do in marketing and business life and our careers. But here you guys, if you don't get anything else from this episode, listen to what I'm going to say next. AI isn't everything. We still need strategy, revenues, profits, and relationships. AI might help us with our ideas and to help us create more intelligently, effectively, or faster in my part. Like I I have a lot of ideas in my head and trying to organize them sometimes can get really foggy or overwhelming, but I can put those ideas into something like ChatGPT and say, organize them, you know, create um, an email telling the story of my career path. So AI... Um, it's our assistant. I like this, but it's not the main character. People are still the main character. Absolutely, Mary. Sectors such as manufacturing, logistics, and customer service are witnessing some of the most pronounced changes. But it's not the complete picture, right? It's not. So as some of you know, my husband works at Amazon and he started working at the first plant that had the robotics, right? Um, But guess what? They still need employees to run the robotics and to also move the packages along. So the robotics, these robots that they have, they they took over like a small section so they could be more efficient because raise your hand, who here orders something on Amazon uh, weekly? That's me. Right, Laura? Laura's got her hand up. I know that you all listening, you're all raising your hands. But, you know, if we didn't have those robots, we wouldn't be able to get those packages out to you more. So while some of these sectors are seeing immediate impacts with roles that 
evolve um, or involve uh, repetition. Others like healthcare, education, and creative fields are evolving in unique ways. And it's not about replacement. It's really more about transformation. And from my viewpoint, um, efficiency. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, with transformation comes the need to think about different skills that we should be focusing on and what's really crucial for the future. Obviously, skills like critical thinking, creativity, and emotional intelligence will be more important than ever. We need people who can innovate, empathize, and collaborate in ways that machines and AI just can't. Yeah, so it's about fostering adaptability and a growth mindset, but all these words, really think about it in an easy example. As you guys know, I'm a resume writer, and I have been hearing for close to two decades that the resume is dead. Guess what? The resume is not dead. As we all know, people still want your resume, but it has evolved, and the things that you put in it have evolved. So I want to point out that when people talk about soft skills, and if you were listening to the things that Mary mentioned, they're what we kindly refer to as soft skills. That's the difference right there, you know, because... AI cannot replace that. They do not have that real-time adaptability. And that's where you start to focus in on your strengths, which ties into having a growth mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I think that those soft skills are being sought after more than ever. That collaboration and empathy, the human skills are needed to complement what we use AI for. So as we move forward, we need education systems and training programs, you know, that can nurture these traits and prepare the workforce for a future of collaboration with technology. So it's, I feel it's kind of about having a, a new mindset. So Laura, when AI, when ChatGPT first came out, I was anti-AI. Because, you know, I'm like you, I'm all about the relationships and collaborating with people. And I was afraid of it. And so most people are afraid of change. It's human nature. It's in our DNA to be afraid of change that we can't help it. Right. And so when yep. all these AI tools were coming out, you know, and I was on LinkedIn and people are like, no, no, you can't. You can't use that for comments. You can't do that for posting. You can't do that in the DMs. You can't use it for email. Where's the human touch? I was that person at first until I saw other people using it in a responsible manner. And when I learned how to use it correctly, so it does sound like me and it is my ideas. It's just helping me package them up and making them fun and more creative. Then I jumped on the AI bandwagon. I still think we have to use it responsibly. I still think people... You've got to put in your pizzazz, your personality when you're writing. But so there's a place for AI and then there's not a place. I might start a conversation with AI, but then I jump in, right? When the person replies, I might jump in and say, great, you know, thanks for getting back to me. You know what? Let's jump on a call. So um, I, I think it's about when you use it and how you use it. Yeah, that just brings to my mind one of my favorite quotes and what's always helped me in my career is by the Greek philosopher Heraclitus, which is the only constant is change. Oh, and yes. you just need to know that and get into it and understand that it's okay to use these things to aid you because in the instant gratification that we live in, people want a quick response. 
once they have that response, then you can get into the more details and put yourself into it. But that's a great way to keep in contact and make people feel good about what's going on. Um, and so we just want to figure out now what tools are out there and how can we utilize those in our day-to-day -day life? Well, you know, there's a lot of tools that help with writing. There's Jasper, ChatGPT, um, Magi, Claude. There's so many tools out there. So if you're excited about like, let me go learn some of these, um, you don't need to learn all of them. I would pick like three ones that work well together and complement. And there is going to be a push for people who know how to use AI in the workforce. For example, yeah. one of the things I always hear, Laura, is, oh my gosh, marketing people will go away because AI will take over. I'm going to change that statement. People that don't understand how to use AI in the marketing field will not be the ideal candidate. Okay. So That's it's right. not about it taking over. It's about you adding a skill set to your tool belt. You're walking in, you've got, you know, 10 years of marketing experience. You've run successful email campaigns, uh, Facebook ads, whatever it is. But now you've added that you understand how to use these three AI tools, which actually, you guys, saves you time and frustration. I, I don't know who out there is using it um, to create your posts. Uh, email, even, you know what, here, it's not even about like me being a business owner using it. I, I have a colleague who owns her own business, but she needed to fire someone and she didn't know how to write this letter <laughs> up. I'm like, oh, I got it. Tell me the three things. Boom. I plugged it in. It generated this letter and she wanted to say it to the person. She's like, Mary, you just saved me like an hour and a half of trying to think about how to write this letter and what tone to use and how to identify or address the issues that she had with this employee. So, you know, you have to think, I think outside the box, I think a lot of people uh, are just new to AI and they're thinking it's only for like social posts, emails, but it's so much more anytime, like Grammarly, like you said, Laura, Grammarly, we all use Grammarly, right? It helps us catch right. those silly mistakes. You know, the flipping of the IE or EI yes. or the S where it shouldn't be with apostrophe, without apostrophe. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that I even have Grammarly on my phone. So I have it on my computer and I have it on my phone so that everything that I take. Now, when you say you do, is it because you've been seeing some emails or some texts that aren't? No, <laughs> because I don't. Stuff? No, because if anyone's out there listening and you've gotten a text from me at any time during <laughs> any time, Laura's laughing because there's always a typo in my text messages because I go so fast and I, I'm like, I know what I typed. How come how come it didn't come out right? I try. Yeah. To, that's what a lot of times I try to use Siri, which is another AI tool. So I think that what we're trying to get to is don't be afraid of AI. Why don't you all think about how can I use AI in my career? Let's take a pause right here to refresh your coffee and hear from our sponsors. 
Are you an entrepreneur or a small business owner? How are you attracting business? Join San Diego's elite team referral networking group. You will own your spot in one of team's category exclusive chapters. Network with a purpose and receive quality referrals and thrive. Don't hire a sales team. Join one. Call today, 619-731-0395 or visit teamreferralnetwork.com to give your business the boost that it needs. Team, together, everyone achieves more. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing, or just starting to look for your dream home, you need a trusted lender. Island Girl Pam Campbell is here to make your experience smooth and easy. She's approved with over 100 banks, which gives her the ability to provide you with a full range of mortgage products to meet your goals. Pam will walk you through every step, ensuring you understand the process and options to finance your home. Mortgage is made easy. You believe it. Island Girl will achieve it. Visit islandgirl.com, I-L-E-N-D-G-I-R-L.com, NMLS number 293. Three three six five. How can I learn AI? Which AI tools would be great? So tools, Shield AI is, well, it says AI right there. Um, it's an analytics tool that we use on LinkedIn. It was built for LinkedIn. It helps us uh, look at each post, you know, the yeah. date, the time, how many views, how many comments. You can view it by text post, video post, image posts, all of those. So you can see what type of post is performing well. What is wrong with using that? I don't think there's anything wrong with using that. Now, I do have to say, Laura, and, and this is where I'm like, mm, uh, the photography. Is it, you know, are photographers yeah. going to be put out of business? Not really, because have you seen some AI photos with like eight fingers or the lip that goes over here? Like they don't have that down yet i mean there are editing tools that a few of us have used but um yeah you create some great images for your social posts and stuff but well i know, agree i think here's where you know we kind of need to understand where the limits are with that so you're using that for photography and i think it'd be fun to like put yourself into like looking like a character yes so for example i have a colleague who um, her whole character was that she was a commander, right? So she dives into like, okay, we're in mission command. Like, here's the mission. We're going to complete this. And so they put her in a little command outfits and it looks great. Yeah. And it fits what she's doing. But when you ch change it so much that you don't look like the person, you don't look like what you look like now. Again, it comes back to when you end up meeting this person, in real life, or if you're on a conference call with them, then you won't even recognize who you're talking to. And yeah. it is also very <laughs> obvious. It's very obvious when you've used AI in a photo. It's rare for me to not be able to tell where that is. So right. I would think that's the first point of it. And then the second thing is now that you have these AI tools, let's say that you're in the insurance industry, right? Or you're in pharmaceutical sales. That does not mean that now you plug in this AI information and create seven posts that go out every single day of the week on all your socials. Because here's the thing, getting back to what you said, you need to actually look at what's being written. As a writer, yeah. when I see these things, I see redundancies. Have you noticed that in yeah. all the chat GPT, all the AIs, it's redundant. So they'll say like a topic sentence and then they'll reiterate the same thought 
three sentences down. And to somebody yeah. who is, um, I guess, thoroughly reading that, to me, I'm like, oh, they don't even have any additional thoughts. It's just the same thing reiterated. And that's not yeah. doing you any service. No, I, I think you use ChatGPT and other tools like that to get your ideas down, but then you have to read it. So I always tell my clients, because I help people build their AI personas, like it's 90%. It's not, AI is never going to be 100% right. Like right. you have to go back through and read it. Are these the right words? So for me, I actually tell AI not to use certain words because they're overused. And they don't fit yes. with how I talk. So it's exactly. about setting up like your AI so it speaks and talks like you. So when someone does meet you, they're like, yeah, that's Mary, casual, conversational. If I came across all analytical and too professional in my posts, <laughs> people would be like, who's this Mary <laughs> chick that yeah. I just met in person? Um, exactly. So you, you, you still need to read it. You don't plop it in there and then copy it and just paste it up. You still, it still yeah. needs that human touch. So that's ChatGPT, but there's Shield AI, there's Grammarly, there's Jasper, there's Magi, MidJourney for the photos. The photo thing, like, I'm curious of how that is going to come across because you and I, Laura, we did our professional photo shoot in San Diego at a coffee shop with a real life photographer. I don't know that yeah. I could make that in a photo photography image uh, AI tool because there's two of us and I want it to look real and I, I just don't know yet and I don't want to see photographers um, put out a business and the, the one other angle of that as a photographer if you put something online can one of these AI tools find it and use it and that that's right. where that's where the problem is and I understand that but I think we got off topic because we're talking about career professionals and that not to be afraid of technology, just like we shouldn't have been so afraid of laptops, computers, all of that back in the day. Um, well, or I'll, even, I'll say yeah. one thing. I actually, I was just in a um, Athena women's conference where we were talking about LinkedIn. And so Athena focuses on STEM, women in STEM and helping them get into leadership. And we were talking about LinkedIn. And one of the people who was speaking on the panel was like, oh, if you see something on someone else's LinkedIn, go ahead and copy it. And I'm like, yeah, I see your face. What? Our listeners cannot see you your guys, face. But yes. Was saying, I have some choice ahead. words. Why would you copy someone else's work? Exactly. What and was so, there a reason? I explain this to me, please. Well, I will just let you know that this was somebody who was in a higher up position at a prestigious organization. So I'm not going to name drop exactly who it was. But as a panelist, I did have to jump in and say, oh, no, we yeah. don't do that. And the reason being is you are not this other person. And although the woman who was speaking was chosen to be on this panel probably because of her position. When I looked at what was listed and how her LinkedIn was set up, it was generic vanilla. The reason why she has a following is because the organization that she's in and that she has a great personality, but her LinkedIn doesn't speak to it. And so I do just want to throw in that uh, copying is not the best form of flattery because just to what you were saying about photographers, this is also going to go into all of your work Think about when Wiki 
first came out and you could not use Wikipedia on your college um, research papers, right? Because they were like, no, this is not verifiable. You need to be verifiable. If you are a carbon copy of somebody else's work, either in the voice, the tone, um, the phrases that you're using, it's easy to research and find that now and you're going to find yourself in the yeah. wrong place. So please use these tools in the way that they're meant to be used, which is helping to format what you're doing. So if you have to do a big project for work, yeah, use AI to help put it in the right format. Because I'll say also that's helped me with some of my presentations that I've put together. Yeah, I will suggest laying it out in a different way. And I'm like, oh, that flow is nicer. I do like that flow because to your point, Mary, sometimes our brains are going faster. And so it's nice to kind of use AI as a way to kind of suss it out and sort through it and organize. So it also helps. I don't know if you ever come across this or if there's anyone out there that writes a lot in your business, even as an executive assistant, a project manager, yeah. or a VP of sales, when you're writing something, you tend to use the same word over and over. And yeah. so I'll put a sentence, like a statement over in chat GPT and say, rewrite this, rewrite this three times. And a lot of times I'm like, that's what I'm trying to say. That sounds so much better. So it's how you use it. Be responsible. But I, I think the point of this episode is that we really want you to open up your eyes, your minds to embrace technology and specifically yes. AI, because AI is not going to take your job away, but it is going to give it to the person who understands it. They're going to have a better chance of getting that job. And I'm not saying that's happening today, but in the next, what, two years? If you don't have those yeah. AI uh, skills, I, I think that then it will, it will definitely make a big impact. I agree. I mean, you see it when everyone's talking about upskilling, AI is the same thing. It's another way to upskill. So you can either get on board, open your mind to the future or yep. get passed up. I agree with all of that, Laura. And to our listeners, embrace the change, learn, adapt, and let's journey into the future together. <laughs> if you enjoyed the podcast, show us some love. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And if you have any feedback, go ahead and share that with us too, because we want to hear from you. And don't forget to visit our website, Redefine Your Career Journey, so it can help you take the next step in your career. Woohoo! We'll see you next week with another episode to help you redefine your career journey. Until then, stay focused, stay motivated, and stay caffeinated. <laughs>